What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the, well, no, not quite another episode of the What's in Your Head podcast, but a replay of the Waterman and D-Train show back on episode 112. This actually goes back to the beginning of 2020 when we hit COVID, but this is actually when I ran my first half marathon, and you're saying, Don, why are we listening to episode 112? Well, we are currently in the middle of uh, reorganizing the previously at Computer Studio, which, by the way, if you want to make it your studio and you want to sponsor the studio, send us an email at info at d-410.com. But um, I got a lot of crap in here. I got a lot of crap from my tech shop, and so I am going to take some of the stuff from my tech shop and redo my podcast studio, make it so much nicer and less of a hot mess. And because of the holidays, so we took this week off. We're taking next Tuesday off. I will put up another best of episode or a rerun ex- episode on Tuesday. But uh, we'll be coming back live and strong first Tuesday of June. And we have some guests booked. And we're hoping to uh, reorganize the podcast and uh, hopefully make things grow and continue to thrive. And I want to thank each and every one of you. And if you want to help continue to support what we do here on the What's in Your Head podcast and everything we do here at Digital 410 Media, please head over to d-410.com, click on the Patreon link, like and sign up. It'll only cost you a dollar a month. And if you haven't done so, please head over to youtube.com, look for Digital 410, subscribe and enjoy some of our videos. But enough of that. Here we go back to the Waterman and D-Train show, episode 102. Now you hear that sound? That's the sound of a server running in my podcast studio. That. That's why I need to clean this room up. So we don't have that in the background. Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the Waterman and D-Train Show. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the Waterman and D-Train Show. What's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up, OG5? Welcome back to another episode of the Waterman and D-Train Show. Unfortunately, once again, Dave is not here tonight. He's currently, you know, as he was explaining last week, his family's going through a tough time right now between illnesses and all the things going on. And so right now it's uh, me and Gordon. Wow, look, uh, Gordon's on top of my face and I can't see what I'm doing. But anyhow, what's up, Gordon? How is it going, D-Train? Hey, what do there. you think of this last weekend? <sighs> in what in what form? In what format? What are we talking about? Just the, the craziness? Madness, the madness. The almost it's, it's a whole new world. It's a whole it's new a situation. It's a whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. I'm sorry, that was Aladdin. We're going back to 1994 oh, for that God. one. What I can't, I can't bust out with some Aladdin in the middle of our, our hey. intro to our show. If you want to sing Aladdin, brother, I don't oh know. I get this that. weird, I get this weird thing. Like whenever I say a word that's from a song lyric, I just automatically bust in that song lyric. I don't know what it is. It's like a musical Tourette syndrome. <laughs> I, and it's usually the worst part of the line, right? Oh yeah. And it just happens Fantastic. all the time. It's like a musical threat syndrome, and I do not know what caused it. It's just super weird. I don't know. So I'm thinking let's do a little comparing and contrasting. Okay. Are you into that? Sure. Go for it. So out here in Las Vegas, you know, we, we typically go grocery shopping once a week. Uh-huh. We did get a little ahead of it on Thursday because uh, Winco Foods had a grand opening of a new store. Who? 
They're called Winco Foods. Winco it's, Foods. Imagine an, an Aldi-type situation. Okay. Inside a store that was basically a giant Kmart. Okay. It's got all the name brands. You bag it yourself. You could get shit for cheap. I'm talking like hot dogs for 88 cents a pack. So we went. The place was insane. Got up to the register. The lady there from Idaho, nice lady. She goes, yeah, I opened a bunch of these stores. I said, I have a question for you. Is this normal for a Winco opening, grand opening? And she said, yes, it is. The insanity may, level. Yeah, the insanity. She goes, oh, there may be a little more with what's going on. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. Okay. So we got some, we were a little low on canned goods. It's not like we hoarded. We just got up, you know, slightly above our normal supply, just with everything going on. And uh, didn't go to the store Friday, but we did go to Sam's on Saturday. We're walking into Sam's, and I see people walking out, lots of people walking out with carts with hardly anything in them. Thinking, hmm. Were they forlorn? Did they look yeah. distraught? Concerned? They, they looked quite upset. And this is after I had yelled at a lady at the gas pump because she decided to, oh my God, the one all the way on the left is empty, and now I can swing over as I was pulling in. You, you, um, you don't know the definition of disgust. And this happened, I think, all, uh, a couple hurricanes back. I think okay. I may have told this story before. It was, um, I don't know, it was maybe during Hurricane Wilma or, or one of those. And it was after okay. Charlie and it was after, uh, I don't know, which one I have the tag. Yeah, I think it was around Wilma. I was at the gas pump because at the time, you know, I was still driving. You know, I drive for a living. I'm a professional service tech. I show up at your house and I drive. And I apologize to you guys for bouncing around the camera. It's on top of my monitor. Try to give you guys a different angle. Now, if I move my desk, it bounces. But anyhow, I digress. So I'm sitting in line and... There's lines all lined up at the pump, and this lady's in front of me in her SUV. She's got the hatchback popped open. She's got like six or seven of the big boy cans, not World War II style jerry cans, but the big fat, you know, red gas cans. She's filling them up. Got, you know, people next to them, got their utility trailers with the tractors, filling up anything they have that has a gas tank on it. And she fills up the last can, and she looks at me and raises her hand over her shoulder and says, They're out of gas. It's like, of course Fantastic. they're out of gas. You just filled up your fucking SUV and 17 gas cans. I'm just trying to get enough gas in my truck to get to work. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that basically my trips, that sucks. But my basically my trip started off to Sam's. We went to get the gas first. And I'm pulling in at the pump on the left. Ladies, three pumps over on the right in the lane. She sees as I'm pulling in, the line had emptied on that side. I'm That lane I'm coming through. So she decides to step on it. It cut me off. So we're sitting there and behind her, and we finally both we both creep up at the pumps at the same time. Then she starts pumping. I look at her and said, hey, you know, that's how you cause an accident, right? Nothing. Just crickets. She don't care. And then she uh, walked and sat in her car. and was like, now you're a fucking idiot for not standing at your pump. You're great. <laughs> you're a perfect human being. I just... Obviously, I've had my ass full of idiots. How does it feel from the outsider looking in, experiencing your first um, natural disaster freakout party? Because we here in Florida, we're used to it. We deal with this shit like once a year. Uh, it's interesting. Um, there's some definitely some tension. I'm my tension is a little different. And I think this whole thing is a little different. Is well, they just laid off thousands of people on the strip because of this. Yeah, didn't like most of the. Then was it the Bellagio or the Wynn? Which one closed down? I think I think one of them the shut Wynn down. The Wynn closed down. All of the MGM resorts, which is MGM Grand, the Bellagio, Luxor, 
the MGM Park, Mandalay Bay, they've all shut. They ceased operations. Now, we don't hear Caesars about this. Caesars is out. about to do the same thing. We don't hear about this out here, but I'm sure your local news has said this 38 times. When's the last time either one of these establishments has closed down for any long period of time? Never. With the exception of a robbery and or a fire. And I bet during the robbery, they still don't close down. Never. So this is like Ever. unprecedented. This is unprecedented. So, you know, as my, my trip was starting, so we go in and as I, I said, led to earlier, not a lot of shit's coming out in these carts. And we're just there to get some breakfast ham and some, some, some stuff, some things, you know. We walk back. I think Katina, I got to, you know, I got to go use the restroom real quick and just promptly sent her back to the meat aisle. I, oh, you poor son of a bitch. You had to use the bathroom in a fucking Costco. It was in a Sam's and it was only same to, difference. It's only to piss, man. A urinal's a urinal. You know why? So, but I, you know why the Walmart bathroom is so horribly dirty? It's where all the homeless use it. No, I. You know, I think we've talked about this before. I have this thing where I like to uh, create arguments in my head so that before they actually happen, I know what the person's going to say, and then I'll have my rebuttal, my rebut, my uh, witty comeback all prepared. I can tell they say something completely opposite of. What you were thinking. But so yeah, I'm standing ahead. in the Walmart bathroom urinating one day because I was on the road and I had to use the bathroom in Walmart. It was the closest place around. Usually I go to Publix because a Publix has like so many employees, but they have like a manager in every department and those managers are going to make, and they have to use those bathrooms too, right? And so the managers always make sure that the bathrooms are clean because they got to, you know, they got to shit there too. Exactly. So I'm standing in the Walmart and I'm thinking, why is this so dirty back here? I'm going to confront somebody. And I went up and said, hey, let me guess. You guys got your own bathrooms in the back. Yep. Is that why this one's so dirty? You don't use them? Absolutely. The Walmart employees never walk in there. So they don't know when it's a shit show. They don't know to, other than when they're scheduled to clean it and they don't do it. They don't care yeah. that the bathrooms are dirty because they have their own employee bathrooms in the back. Yeah, exactly. So getting back to my story, as I was walking to the bathroom, I noticed there's a, you know, there's only one line and it's very long. It goes to the back of the store coming into We got self checkouts at Sam's. Plus the regular, the regular lines. I thought, oh, that's not bad. These aren't backed up. What they had is one person handling, and it was it's smart on them. One point of entry for for that's the That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, and so I do my thing. I go back. I go back to the meat aisle. Every case is fucking empty. Really? There's a couple of pieces of fish in the that we've got a, a, a basically a trial store that experiments. They got like a whole sushi seafood area. I was like, well, that sucks. Tina had a had a big old ham. I'm like, man, I don't want to pay thirty dollars for Spiral a ham. ham. I said, put it back. All right, that's not the breakfast we were looking for. Ha- had a couple other things. We went back to the freezers. Nothing <laughs> wiped out. Maybe I think we found one one thing. No frozen burritos. No white castles. Nothing. No uncrustables. Have you had those, by the way? Just imagine The Walking Dead when they go into a store and there's nothing there. Have you that's been introduced to an uncrustable yet? I have not been introduced to an uncrustable but i like crusts so why would i well it's not so much the fact that they don't have crust what it is it's a pre-made peanut butter and jelly sandwich and i can only imagine what they spray on the bread to keep it from getting soggy right but oh, there yeah. but there's no as the name implies there's no crust on it but that's mm-hmm. not the cool part the cool part is it's frozen and you pull it out and you just toss it in your book bag your car your front seat whatever and you just let it heat at room temperature for like 35 minutes Okay. Up to three to four hours. The bread does not get soggy, and it's a perfectly edible peanut butter and jelly sandwich. 
I'm suspicious. Oh, I'm sure it's coated in all kinds of preservatives and waterproofing. But I, with that being said, I did investigate. Can you set it on fire? Have you tried to set one on fire? No, but I did notice they do what I do when I make a standard conventional peanut butter jelly sandwich, and that is put the peanut butter in the bread first, put the Mm -hmm. jelly on both sides, and then put the jelly so that the jelly has to penetrate through the peanut butter before it gets to the bread. That's... So that's part that's of what they do, but I guarantee I, I know for a fact that you know I'm sure the bread is, and I'm sure Vinny Torres would tell us not to eat it, and I'm sure the bread is soaked with some sort of preservative. But in a pinch, you know, if you don't have time, you know, you, you're running low on bread or whatever. If you have kids and you know you just don't have time to make that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you just pull one out in the morning, throw it on the counter, and I'll grab it on the way out the door. Oh wow! Or in my case, I'll just grab one when I come home to let the dog out to keep him from pissing all over my floor. Exactly. Can I use this as a piss sponge? Anyhow, get back um, to your meat story. So we're looking at the cart and I'm like, we got three things. That's like a 30 minute to 45 minute line. I said, we ain't doing this. We're, we, this is nothing we really need. So we leave. And um, later on that day in the Walmart right next to us, and I'm sure this guy was hopefully just playing a gag. I did post it on the Waterman and T-Train page. This guy walks in in a full hazmat suit and starts spraying down people with a what looks like a chemical. That's just asking to get punched in the mouth. Asking to get shot. I mean, you know? even if you don't have the hazmat suit on, if you just walk into a Walmart and shoot somebody with a Hudson sprayer as a prank, you just you know that's asking to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Let alone do so, it when everybody's on edge and all you know amped up on anxiety. That's just a dumb move. That is taking the jackass boys moves to an extreme. But uh, he did eventually get caught because somebody did follow him and, and, you know, recorded his license plate. Nothing has come of it yet in the news. They didn't find the guy who's recording the video for their YouTube channel on their side? Because you know that's what was going down. Oh, absolutely. There's somebody there. There there may have been several, several cameras. Oh, yeah. It's a multi-camera shoot. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm checking the news. Remember last week I talked to you that I, I went to the other supply store, the one uh-huh. where I can get some brass? Mm-hmm. I run, I, 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 I run on the guns. Yeah. So Spartan Arms is one I shared from up north right next to the shooting complex. Yeah, I'm seeing that video all over the place now. That place, only thing I have left is like three twenty two long rifles and a couple of like twenty two revolvers. Exactly. So I'm pretty, and then what's interesting, and I'll tell it in the news later, there's a run in California on this stuff too. And a lot of Californians are coming to Nevada to buy their ammo because in the state of California, you got to get a background check and you got to register your ammunition. Well, that's because in the state of California, ammunition may cause cancer along with everything else. <laughs> exactly. You never seen that warning on like a pool cue, pool cue chalk and it says warning may cause cancer in the state of California for some, the, their lawyers out there are so insane. Like everything, every little product has to have a disclaimer on it. Yes. For you that at home who, uh, notice little changes, I am not wearing my beats headphones because beats. Well, let's be honest. They're crap. <laughs> um, here is the wire for my beats headphone and it's rubber coated and you can see where it's actually dry rotting. It's dry rotting to the point where the wire inside showing the the insulation is not busted, but this just that little movement that's what causes my headphones to cut out every once in a while. And I've looked online, and believe it or not, obviously this is just a standard male to male headphone cable, but it does have a lock in it so that you can screw it in and lock it into the headphone. But that's what's been causing my headphones to have shorts. 
Now, anybody who's worked in radio or um, recording studios or anywhere, podcast for that matter, who have who spends an inordinate amount of time talking into a microphone and listening to other people talking to a microphone, changing the headphones messes with you dramatically. You're so used to how your voice and everybody else's voice and how the levels sound through those speakers, even if it's not the best headphone in the world, like a Beats. And so just changing from the Beats to these AKGs for this episode until I can get those speakers. It's just it's just weird how that little bit of difference affects everything. Like my voice doesn't sound as deep and bassy as it usually does just because my head, I've been wearing, I wore those in radio. You know, I've been wearing these headphones per, for probably four years now. And oh, so, wow. And so to, to change for, uh, hold on a second. Sorry, I got a burp. <laughs> a great form. I'm buddy. gassy. Hey, at least I did it. At least I have a burp button here. Hey, I want to give a shout out to one Jason Carter. I don't know if you remember Jason Carter, Don. No. Take all the way back to Steeplechase. Okay. He was a uh, toucan. Okay. He's Sam, on, I am done with the program. Green Eggs and Ham, you're Sam. No, that's Jason, boys. I need to reach out to you for something later for a different podcast. That sounds kind of gay, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jason, good guy. I actually saw him for the first time in God, over two decades. Where'd you see him last at? Last year. Uh, he came out. He was in Vegas. And we uh, went had some sushi. So it's good to see you on here, Jason. Listening, that's fantastic. Morgan Long, he understands Winco, so I'm not the only one. Yeah, I saw that. He was super excited when he brought Winco up. Um, I saw something kind of dumb the other day. Uh-huh. This guy was driving a Jeep uh, Renegade or what have you. It's all done up. Okay. Very nice Jeep. Now, I'm sure this has great meaning to him. There wasn't like any sad, forlorn, you know, horrible birth date from like you know june 29th to june july august <laughs> august 15th you know something where this baby died within like a week i'm sure it's his kid or his grandkid someone took a toddler infant's face and then put one of their spartan helmets over it so the spartan helmet was on the baby's head and he had a little uh-huh. hand with a spear a spear okay. a sphere not only did he have it on the back of his jeep he had it on the dashboard of his Jeep and on the side. Basically, he replaced every Jeep logo with this little baby Spartan head. And it just looks so damn hokey and generic. I'm, like I said, I'm sure it means something to their family. Somebody made it, thought it was funny and cute. But it's just like, what the what the hell is that? It's kind of creepy. A little baby with a Spartan helmet and spear. Did you try to creep up next to him, roll down your window and say, dude, I got to ask. What's up with that? No, usually what I try to do is crap grab a quick video or photo but usually i have some podcast playing in my phone somewhere and i got to get it unplug it and freaking unlock it and do all this crap and by time that the just like on the last youtube video i posted you'll see some guy some nutball with an italian not italian an irish flag around his neck and he's dancing in the uh the intersection on pine island and by the time i got him he was halfway across but i don't know just i don't know i see people do weird I mean, and this comes from a guy who's got a bunch of custom stickers on the back of his truck, but I don't have little creepy baby heads and Spartan masks and spears and all that crazy shit. Yeah, so if anybody understands what that may be about, please let us know. He's second only to OSU people. I kind of wrote a joke a while back. How do you know somebody's from Ohio? Their car will uh, tell you all about it. Oh, God, yeah. If Ohio is a great place to be from. Oh, Jesus. I saw, speaking of Jeeps, I saw one time a guy was in front of me. He had the OSU Buckeye, and trust me, you're talking to people who grew up in Ohio, but he had the Buckeye logo on his 
license plate ring, mm-hmm. his spare tire, each one of the headrests in his Jeep, the freaking each seatbelt. I would say his Jeep probably had a conservative estimate 22 Buckeye <laughs> emblems on we his Jeep. We get it. You're a Michigan fan. Exactly. So what the fuck? Yeah, and there are actually quite a few OSU grads running around Vegas. So we so. know we're not all naive. We know we know China is still a communist regime, right? I mean, yes, they're they boost their economy and they're they basically make all of our shit, and we allow them to. We don't make any medications here. That's the scariest thing about all of what's going on is the fact that well, here's the thing: a lot of people don't realize this. Um, China blocks a lot of the information they have mad mad crazy proxy servers so all the internet that comes in and goes out is filtered and they are actually telling their people that we the united states started the wuhan virus i saw the story for those who aren't familiar take a listen to this china is working behind the scenes to downplay the coronavirus outbreak even going so far to falsely accuse the united states for starting it this tweet from a Chinese government spokesperson claiming that the U.S. Army brought the virus to Wuhan. Amid a global pandemic, why the blame game? Senior research fellow with the Heritage Foundation's Asian Studies Center, Dean Chang, is here. Uh, why the blame, the blame game at this point, Dean? What's China's angle? Well, I think the Chinese are working very hard for two reasons. One is to basically uh, make sure that China isn't blamed for this global pandemic, to present itself as a responsible player. And this also has a domestic component, right? Uh, If the Chinese government says it was the Americans that started it, this is a message that will go over the Chinese government hopes well at home to basically say, look, If there were any problems, it wasn't our fault. It was the Americans who spread the disease to us. The South China Morning Post, Dean, is reporting that the first case happened in Wuhan, patient zero, back in November, November 17th of 2019. So I don't know how China's going to prove that. Again, many people scratching their heads and asking why it matters. However, with the pandemic now reaching our shores here in the U.S., do you think Beijing is emboldened? I think that the Chinese uh, are driven by a couple of things. One is that they clearly are able to influence a number of international organizations. Notice how long it took the World Health Organization, for Mm. example, to finally declare a pandemic. Second of all is that they do have significant uh, portions of the American pharmaceutical supply chain. And I suspect that this is also an implicit threat against the United States to say, look, um, if, if you tick us off enough, we have the ability to turn off things like ibuprofen and precursor chemicals for penicillin. 95% of ibuprofen is supplied from China. That's an excellent point. Do you think they Let could that sink in. 95% of our ibuprofen right is from China, not to mention other medications, not to mention, you know, a lot of our technology and things like that. And the fact that they're going around trying to make us the scapegoat in all this. You know what it made me think of? What's that? Watching cops or IBD. Not my pants. Uh, those aren't my drugs. Those aren't my it's pants. Those are drugs. They're not my. It's one thing when they say it's in their car and it's not their drugs, but what's in their pockets, and they and mm-hmm. they say they don't know. Not my pants. When was the last time you wore somebody else's pants? <laughs> or much less have somebody slip crack rock in the pants you were wearing. <laughs> well, I mean, when's yeah. the last? Well, I, well, Never. two questions. When's uh, the last time you associated with anybody who smokes crack? When's the last time you wore their pants? Uh, zero, and the last time I wore anybody else's pants was, uh, let me think about that. Never. Not never? Never, ever? Never, ever? Not ever, ever, ever. ever. Sorry, Miss Jackson. 
maybe when you're a kid, you know, you pissed your pants at your cousin's house and mom threw you in a pair of Matt's pants, but possibly maybe I not. I was too, I was bigger than everybody else. It never worked out for me. That's true. And you I didn't were a fat pants. kid. <laughs> and a fat adult. Yeah, but, but see, uh, that's socially acceptable now, but you were a fat kid when it wasn't acceptable to be fat. Although I look back at the pictures, I'm like, compared to kids now, I wasn't that bad off. But that's that's because you grew up in a time when Chunk on Goonies was considered fat. Oh, and when What's-His-Nose on the Three Stooges was considered fat, which he's probably less than would be considered average body weight now. Yeah, damn my genetics. But back to the topic, do you think this might be a little bit of a wake-up call for us to actually start manufacturing things here back at home? I've been saying too since too day one that this and when things when they, China started shutting down China. factories, it, it affects the trade that I'm in because most light fixtures come from China. I said, you know what? Once we get there past you go with that this, goddamn candy. See, see, ladies and gentlemen, he's fighting the coronavirus. He's sucking on goddamn Werther's Originals because he's an old fuck, and now he's worried. See, oh, I'm sorry, Ricola. Okay, quit chewing on I'm candy in your microphone. Be a professional. Sorry. But uh, no, I seriously. I can't just suck on things. That's what sucks. That's what she said. Uh, yeah, and, mm, and getting back to it, you know, it's so f- not really funny, but it's always interesting whenever something happens where um, we might get, oh, obviously we've been in war since 9-11, but, you know, for us old fucks, anytime something happened like that where we would find ourselves dipping our toes into a new um, war front, you always have people talking about, oh, they're just doing it to boost the economy. Going to war, hell, yeah. In World War II, when we actually had manufacturing plants here, now the only economies get the boost is China and Malaysia, where all of our components for automobiles are made. Okay, so using that as an excuse to boost our economy, that just goes to show you you have no idea what the hell's going on. Well, I tell you what, and, and because things have gotten out of control, if it didn't get to this point, I would have imagined that uh, our current president would have said, "See, guys, this is why we need to bring manufacturing back to the United States." This is one example. And use that as part of his political platform. But who knows? He's today may if we can get out of this too unscathed. I'm, we're worried. You know, I'm worried about my job. Everything's slowing down. So uh, it's uh, time to batten down the hatches. And going back to everybody buying things, one of the things I was definitely thinking about was all these people getting laid off. They're yep. probably getting 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 the goods while the good is you know while they still got money. I was at a client's office Friday, I think it was, and their office manager. Uh, it's a medical type location, and um, they deal with a lot of snowbirds and a lot of senior citizens at this place. And um, mm-hmm. they had already seen a lot of cancellations and appointments. And the office manager is on the phone with their insurance company, and the insurance company says, you know. We cover a lot of things for, you know, being out of business, whether it's fire, electrical outage, you know, robberies, what have you. Any, If any of that sort of thing causes any sort of long-term closures, yes, we would compensate you, pay your employees, all that. But your insurance policy does not cover this sort of thing. And yeah, I'm, sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of businesses out there. Now, obviously, the government's trying to come up with plans to help with that. Here's an interesting one I heard tonight. They're truly considering, and this is probably be the most politics we ever get into on this show. We've, we spoke about this in the past. But they're truly considering doing away with federal income tax for the remainder of the year. I have heard that. My only question is, if you get rid of the federal income tax for the remainder of the year, where is the revenue going to come from to pay for all the uh, programs? Um, there is no revenue. We're in a deficit. And that's true. So... Yeah, it's kind of like the <laughs> a government... A lot of things have got to get fixed. It's kind of like the government's kind of looking at, like, a lot of us look at our credit cards... 
So, okay, I got seven credit cards. These four on time. These two are way past due. The matter of fact, if I pay the minimum balance on these two, I will never be able to pay over the minimum balance on these four. So why don't I just let these two go into collections so I can get these three paid off? It's almost as, it's kind of like that. Oh, well, we're in a deficit, so whatever. I don't know. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm all for, hey, I'm more than happy not to pay any federal uh, income tax. And let alone our um, friends I'm in Ohio and these states who, I remember I lived in Ohio and I worked at Horton. I was building ambulances. And we were on mandatory 55 hours a week. And so once oh. you make, got, I think once you got to 55 hours, if you worked 56 or higher, you'd get taxed a, ne- a second time, right? Yes. Not only, like that. Oh, well, here's, here's, there you are with that goddamn candy. It's the last piece, sorry. Um, not only were you getting taxed by the federal government, the state government, the city government, but somehow Columbus got their, their, their beaks wet too. So not only are you paying Grove City's tax, you're paying Columbus's tax. So I was getting taxed by Ohio, the federal government, and two different cities. And a county. And a county, and you're getting tw- taxed twice. And what happened was is we got so used to working the 55 hours and getting that quote-unquote overtime that the overtime basically became part of your regular pay. And so then if you did get sick or you missed a day that you didn't get paid for, the amount of money you'd lose from your check because you're so used to that overtime, you'd end up losing like $100 out of your check for missing one eight-hour day or one 10-hour yeah. day. And it was like a kick in the nuts. It's almost like you got so used to that that you couldn't work less than the 55 hours a week because then you couldn't afford it because your bills were basically based off of that income. Exactly. And that's one of the nice things about working in a state that has no state income tax, city income tax, county income tax. Mm-hmm. You can do more with your money than they can. Let's uh, get off the uh, coronavirus thing because we know people have had an impacted ass full of corona talk everywhere all yes. the time. Guess who keeps calling my business? Guess who's super desperate? And I'm now I'm starting to see um, advertisements on YouTube and Facebook. A guy named Scam Likely? No, I still get a lot of his calls. Thanks, T-Mobile, for uh, putting Scam Likely out there, as my daughter calls Sam Likely, her boyfriend. Um, Yelp. When's the last time anyone has used Yelp? I used Yelp maybe within the last six months. How many times? Once. Yelp used to be the thing about five, ten, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. There was people who like they just loved right Yelp reviews. Got to get those stars. Got to get that Yelp review. And people would heavily rely on Yelp. Oh, your business all comes down to your Yelp rating. But then Facebook Martin, Facebook came out with their um, recommendations and all that. And there's other places you can find out. Yelp called me like two, three weeks ago. When's the last time you looked at your Yelp profile? So Yelp has actually got somebody physically reaching out <sighs> and, and talking to businesses. Not only are they paying for YouTube advertising, Facebook advertising, because they're clearly they've lost their market share when it comes to the digital business recommendation community. They, yeah, they call me, and it's not even an Autobot. That'd be pretty cool, Transformers. Um, no, they had a cat call me, right? He's like, when's the last okay. time? I'm, I'm trying to, there we go. He's like, when's the last time you've looked at your Yelp profile? I was like, I don't know, 2010? He's like, well, that's why. So Because no one uses Yelp anymore. He's like, oh, that's not true. I was like, really? I, was like, I said, fella, I, I, I work that's in IT. That's not true, Sonny. Hey, yes, people still use Yelp, and they still use their personal ads, too. And I was like, no one uses Yelp anymore, man. I said, I work in IT. I don't know. I've never, I can't tell you the last time I brought a computer that had like a Yelp toolbar or any Yelp third-party apps or had any Yelp favorites. I don't, I don't even know the last time I even heard anybody talking about a Yelp review. 
Oh, that's not. And I said, hey, man, I, I got to go. Following week, he calls him back up. Hey, man, can I uh, talk to you about Yelp? No, dude, no one uses Yelp anymore. I'm not going to spend money on advertising to get my company in a search result for Yelp. That's, I, if you type in at computers or computer repair in Cape Coral or Southwest Florida computer repair, at computers comes up like number four right after all the paid advertising. So if you ignore the paid advertising, we come up. So why pay you? A week later, he calls me back. I was like, damn, dude, you must be desperate. I'm just trying to have an honest conversation with you about it. I said, dude, no one uses Yelp. Put me on your no callback. They are so desperate that they are calling me multiple times trying to get me to buy advertisement and pay for services to get a better Yelp review. When if you go to my damn page, no one's even giving me a review, positive, negative, or otherwise, because no one uses the goddamn thing. Sir, you want to have a, buddy, you want to have a, an honest conversation? I've already had an honest go. conversation. No one uses the shit. I'm going to say it one more time. Yelp is irrelevant. Move on, bud. You know, this guy probably, he probably used to sell ads for the Yellow Pages. And then like in 2003, he got a job at Yelp and he thought, my my uh, my ship has come in. I'm, I'm in part of the digital age now. You know, computers aren't going anywhere. I'm, I got a job working sales for the biggest online business recommendation, consolidation, ejaculation program out there. And a short seven years later, he's kicking dirt again, thinking, "Damn, now what?" A, a guy calling me about Yelp. So how's your? How actually? No, I take that back. I'm sorry, Mr. Yelp guy. First, you had a job working Yellow Pages. Then you went to the local newspaper, and then you went to Yelp. So you've ridden the train of all three forms of advertisement that no longer is relevant in 2020. And you're At- calling me, wanting me to buy ads. I would have probably asked how how often does he use his MySpace. Oh, I'm sure it's he rocks. To... I'm sure he rocks it. To be honest with you, you know, MySpace is still out there. Yeah, and more for artists. Yeah, it's for unsigned music, unsigned unsigned musicians. Eh, that's cool. They they tried to shift, pivot a little, pivot and pivot. Eh, eh, Yelp. Hmm. Yeah, I did use it on the local restaurant because it's actually still on my phone. Pops up near the top on most play- things I review. See, that's because uh, really. You have the app? I don't have the app. It's on the Chrome. It'll pop up. Yelp reviews near the top. And maybe because I'm in a major metropolitan area, it is used a little more. I have no idea. Speaking of social media and the news, because we're talking about all oh, the God. we're talking about all the um, Corona stuff. Sorry, man. This soda's just kicking my ass. I got the burps tonight. I'm going to give coronavirus a horrible Yelp review. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think you and I were talking about this on, on the phone. People ask, well, how come everybody's freaking out so much about the coronavirus? And my answer is because, you know, obviously back in 04, 08, we didn't, you know, MySpace was out there, but not everybody and their grandmothers had it. Most young cats had it, but literally their grandmothers didn't. Now they say, you know, everybody's grandmothers on Facebook, more younger cats are going to Instagram, but literally everybody everywhere has some sort of social media interface, whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter brought me her, her Snapchat. They've updated their, um, emojis, their little cute cartoons of like the humans to include, mm-hmm. um, wash your hands. They like, now they have emojis that are based around coronavirus because they want to stay part of the topic. You know, they want to stay updated. And They've I got a wash your hands emoji and probably a bottle of Purell emoji. Right? And so because of the fact that social media wasn't everywhere and every, everything. And the fact that the media didn't rely on social media. You know how much the media 
the TV news relies on social media to stay relevant? More than actually, probably a scary amount. I know this for a fact because I've sat through four of them. Your lo- for the, those you playing along at home, your local media outlets pay consultants to find out the best way to utilize the new Facebook algorithms because Facebook changes their algorithms all the time so that they can make money off that. And then there's consultants who learn about that. And then they sell their consultant firm stuff to media. And so these media companies, they pay the consultants to figure this stuff out. And then they force their employees to sit through phone, uh, phone and online conferences on how to best utilize Facebook. And the media personnel, whether it's radio or news, they are required to post X amount of stories on social media a day. It's gotten so bad that down here, one of our local news stations, they redid their set. And they have all these monitors as their backdrop. And on the monitors is not pictures of like the ticker of what's going on in the stock market. It's their effing Twitter feed and their Facebook page. And in the middle of the 5 o'clock fucking news, let's go see what's happening on social media. Well, Steve, you can see John in Bokelia. He said about this. Here's the coronavirus. They literally cut to the effing Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter pages in the middle of their 5 o'clock broadcast. So let's just call that segment of the show dumpster fire. Well, it just because goes I'm to sure show that's you. That's all it is. Well, and, and not only that, but they they get and let's face it, journalism's dead. So why would you go out and yeah. do any investigative journalism when you can just get your story off the internet and just so regurgitate three it? Independent sources that can be confirmed. Oh, that shit's so dead. I will give props to the guys who's working radio. Um, they still made me when I was producing a show. They'd make me find three sources before we'd go on the air about it. everybody else. They'd go out and talk about it and share. But those guys were old school, and they made me find three independent sources. And that's good. That is uh, how it should be done. But that is the sure. answer for all you guys who don't re- who wonder, well, what's the difference between now and when we had the bird flu, the swine flu, this, that, and the other thing? I actually heard, I think there's like a bovine flu too, but anyhow. Um, it's because the local media re- heavily revolves around what's going on in social media. That social media... Basically, you used to hear it say, uh, the, the country goes as California goes. Remember that old saying, whatever California goes, the rest of the country follows for the most part. It used to be an old saying. And now it's whichever way the, so whichever way Facebook and Twitter goes, so does the media. And it, it's country insane. Country goes how everybody twatted. Yes, I said twatted instead of tweeted. Yeah, it's, it's completely nuts. <sighs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fantastic. So... I wanted to talk to you about a Gilligan Island moment. Okay. Sit have back, you had a Gilligan Island moment in your life? Of a shapeful trip. Um, I avoided a Gilligan Island uh, moment um, when we were in kids and we were on Kelly's Island on Lake Erie and dad took his pontoon boat up there and you guys went out fishing. But me being a little ball of hormones that I was, I stayed back at the condo because there were some pretty girls there. And so I went out fishing in the... Um, inlet out behind the condo and i caught a bigger walleye back there than you guys caught on your five and a half hour fishing trip all day long and if i believe if I correctly correctly yeah go ahead it, i wasn't there you were go for it. it it wasn't really a fishing trip we were going to get we went from kelly's island to middle bass island to check out the uh, monument there and, and check out the island stuff and and visit the world's longest bar which we did of course this was before drinking age it could have been a lot more fun huh yeah so we're out there. We're on this little 19-foot pontoon on Lake Erie. How'd that right, work out right? for you? Well, let's just think. 19-foot 
pontoon on Kelly's Island or on Lake Erie. And you were actually with us on a trip, I think, towards the mainland once. And and if anybody knows anything about boats, a pontoon has no draft at all. Nope. It's pretty darn shallow. It's floating on the water like a leaf. Well, the water was glassy smooth on the way over. The trip was beautiful. Got to go up in the old tall monument there that looks a lot like the uh, George Washington monument. And um, we, we were like, hey, this time to head back. The wind had picked up. The skies are they're changing a little. And uh, as we, we get out away from the, the bay into the, the body of the water between going back from Middle Bass to Kelly's Island, the waves had picked up. And this boat was rocking more than I've ever seen it rock before. It would pitch up and down. I'm saying set probably about five to seven feet on each side. And I had the radio, the the weather radio. And so you're the Gilligan to Dad skipper. I was the Gilligan to Dad skipper, and I had that weather radio. And I remember taking one particular swell, and that thing went into the drink. <laughs> so now we didn't know what's going on, and we're motoring along. Oh, I'm sure you guys just pulled like out your hell. cell phone, you got on your weather app, and you saw everything was good, good to go. Yep, this is a. Uh, as we know, before cell phone days, yep. it's right in the, the heat of pager time. So you can't page anybody or call anybody with a pager. And uh, what was interesting is, you know, like a leaf on water, the wind catches you and blew us all the way to the mainland. Thank God it was going towards America and not towards Canada because that would have been an a? expensive trip. Yeah. But, yeah. That, that was our Gilligan's Island. We I think it turned an expensive trip because if I remember correctly, you guys got to an island. You didn't dare take the boat back out. And so dad had to like catch a cab to a ferry mm-hmm. to another island to get to Kelly's Island. And then at that point, um, that blew our financial nut. And so then he had to get the truck and the trailer, ferry it we back to those islands, get the boat on said trailer, come back to the condo, pick us up, and we all had to go home. Yep, that was it. That shortened it all. I did have a uh, sign of a Gilligan's Island. The summer after I graduated high school, so I wasn't in high school at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, I mean, that was pretty Gilligan's Island-y. Closest thing I had to a Gilligan's Island moment, and I'm actually supposed to go next week, and I just realized that I need to get, um, interestingly enough, speaking of Grove City, two guys I graduated high school with in Grove City, uh, they both, one of them lives in Port Charlotte, one of them lives in Venice, and... And so we're actually supposed to go try to go canoeing next weekend. I got to reach out to them. But um, a while back, and we talked about this before, um, me, Dave, and a couple of friends, we went canoeing on the same river, and it had rained for like two weeks. And the river was 10 feet over crest. And we spent most of that day in the water with our canoes sinking and people getting pinned up the trees. And we've had had like people come from a campsite with rope, and it was insane. If we didn't have our life jackets on, we would have definitely drowned that day. But um, that's the closest thing I ever had to a Gilligan's Island moment. Yeah, I I, I still remember that one. Fuck. And, you know, that has to be scary when that river is running and oh. uh, the current's out of control. I'm sure the undertow was well, incredible, and you don't know what the hell's down there, right? Well, I've been there in there before, and usually it's so damn low you can walk through it. And there's parts where the canoe is dragging ass. Like, you get out and you have to walk the canoe because your body weight makes it run aground. Mm-hmm. And... We're going through, and like we see these bushes, or what we think are bushes, turns out they're the top of eight foot tall trees. And alongside of one of them is a cow pasture. And when I was trying to get my friend's canoe 
upright and I actually got up against a tree and I'm standing. I find something up like waist deep underneath the water. It turns out it's the very top rung of a barbed wire fence. That's how high the water was. It was all the way up the bank, all the way up in this cow pasture and about four and a half feet above the top of a six foot tall barbed wire fence. You think you didn't get hung up in that son of a oh, bitch? Dude, it was insane. It literally, and when we got back, I mean, we literally, literally it was, it was like fucking deliverance. It was insane, minus the banjo. Where are you going, city? Boy? And we got back there, and the guy who's running the place says, you know, gets a little deeper, we're going to shut her down. Like, there, everybody out there, there was only like maybe eight, five people out there, and everybody was floating down the river. No warning, like, hey, man, this no. thing's running pretty heavy right now. You, I ended you up, may want to reconsider. I got my friend into a, the canoe that him and his daughter was in with my old lady, and I basically rode his canoe back. I had my feet in the canoe with it was full, half full of water. I was basically in the water, holding onto the bars, had my feet up there, because the whole time I was saying, my legs going to get bit off by fucking alligators. The whole time I was just worried about getting eaten by alligators. So I put my feet in the canoe, and I'm just driving, just, because you're responsible for those canoes. Right. And I ain't going to pay for somebody's canoe. Yeah, there's a grand down the toilet if you oh, lose that thing. It's insane. Fuck. This episode yeah. of the Waterman the D-Train show is brought to you by our friends at At Computers. At Computers has been providing IT solutions for all of Southwest Florida since 2004. If you have any problems with the computer and you still have working internet, give them a call at 239-283-1120. They can log in your computer and help you. But right now, I want to make you aware of two things. One... Remote desktop is not the most secure and safe way of logging into your server computers at work. Even if you change the port numbers, even if you have firewalls, even if you have super sophisticated passwords, hackers will get in and usually they'll get in and they'll plant some stuff, most likely uh, encryption stuff. So give that computers a call, 239-283-1120, no matter where you're at in the world, and they can hook you up with Duo 2 form authentication. And it's kind of like when you log on a Gmail from a new laptop for the first time. Your phone goes off and says, hey, is this you? And you say yes. You click on the number and let you in. If you don't hit the number, they won't let you log in your email. Same thing. You go to log into your work server, your work computer, or maybe you're at work and you're logging in at home. Doesn't matter. You go to log in with remote desktop. Your phone goes off. You hit approve, and it lets you in. If you don't hit approve, it denies access making your remote desktop as secure as it'll possibly be. On that note, online backups. Ransomware is out there. I just dealt with it. And you say, hey, Don, it don't matter. I'm backing up my stuff to um, external drives. Great. I have a NAS server on my network. Fantastic. Problem is, with these encryption viruses, anything plugged in your computer or anything on your network will get encrypted as well. That's why it's super important to have online backups. So give Act Computers a call at 239-283-1120 or go to act-capecoral.com and they will help you back up your data online for $0.07 cents a gig per month. Give them a call at 239-283-1120. And right now, the advertisements are over. We want to talk to you guys listening at home. Give us a call at 239-232-4419. Let us know what you're doing. for the. Uh, are you self-quarantining at home? How are things going on in your town? We want to hear from you. Give us a call. 239-4419. I'm sorry, 239-232-4419. We want to hear about what's going on in your town. Are you, are you living in one of these towns that's shutting everything down, forcing you to sit in your apartment and or house? Have you had any events canceled? Dude, I did. Everything. Dude, we lived in, <laughs> you know, we had a term three weeks ago that really didn't mean anything called cancel culture. We live in a cancel culture. You say anything to anybody inoffensive, we'll cancel your career. Now we're canceling events and canceling everything, and we're watching the economy burn. 
I was supposed yeah. to go to a Savage Race this weekend. Canceled. But now you were able to uh, kind of at least trade one event for another, right? Well, that's because I've been training since November. I've had this part of the thing that helps me with my fitness and training and working out is having a goal to work to. Whether it's a 5K, a 10K, a savage race, having something that makes all your effort and energy worth it. Otherwise, you know, you get burned out. What am I doing this for? You're doing this because you have this event. Mm -hmm. And so I've been running like a bastard. I've been going to the gym like a bastard, especially the last two weeks. I've doubled down on the, the working out. And of course, savage race cancels. They put out this long memo. We want to be on the good, you know, we don't care if we end up on the bad side of history. We we stand to lose, you know, half a million dollars on this, but we're still going to do it, blah, 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 blah. And they only have two events a year. Now they say, well, you can do the next event. Well, how many people are going to be at that goddamn event? If everybody from yeah. this, and not only did they cancel the Florida, they canceled the Texas and the Georgia as well. But I I wanted to run, man. I, I, I got to run free. Sorry, my headphones getting caught up. Born in my free, let me guess. Born free. I, I, I want to dance. No, but seriously, I, I, I just wanted to go All out and do, do something. All I want to do is dance. <laughs> and so I get online and I see Marco Island half, uh, half marathon. Okay, well, okay. in my running career, I ran fourteen miles once. I ran twelve miles once, and two weeks ago I ran thirteen. So I ran a half marathon a week and a half ago. I can do this. But are they going to cancel it? Yeah. And did, were you able to yell the phrase you're going to yell when passing somebody? I forgot the guy's name. I know it's by yelling. Is it Tangahar? Tangahir? I know the by yelling, yelling part. Is the, actually, yelling is the second word in it, I believe. No, his first name's by yelling. That's his first name, by yelling. And then his last name's Tangahar or Tangahir. Ah. Uh, but no, I, I trust me. I was running. I was thinking, what the hell is that motherfucker's name? Um, if you guys don't know what I'm referring to, go back two episodes. We're talking about the guy who won the uh, LA Marathon. But, uh, and Carrie's like, no, you're not signed up for this. You're going to lose money. They're going to cancel the damn thing. I'm like, no, I was just on their Facebook. This is Wednesday, Thursday. They're not canceled. People are saying they're not canceled. Yeah, they're going to cancel. Okay, fine. I won't register. I'll wait and I'll pay the morning of. Friday rolls around. No, that was Friday. Saturday rolls around. I'm on the Facebook page. You guys canceling this shit? Are you canceling everybody else? Are you canceling? No, we're not canceling. Interestingly enough, this event was put on by Physicians Regional, Southwest Florida. Let that sink in for all those people dealing with all the paranoid cancel stuff. You got a half marathon and 5K. I think the total people, roughly five to 600 people put on by a physician's doctor's group. So if the doctors aren't concerned about 500 people getting fucking coronavirus or the Wuhan virus, let's call it the Wuhan virus. Let's call it for what it is. Wuhan. By the way, I was watching the news last night, local news, the same people at the Facebook and the Twitter behind them. Mm-hmm. And ooh, we got a call coming in. Hold on. That's loud. I I hit accept. I I hit accept. Jesus. Waterman D train show. Who's this? Hey, it's Morgan Long. Morgan Long. Hold tight. OG5. Hold tight. So anyhow, I was watching the local news last night. I'm just going to mute you real quick. Hold tight. And the guy started to say coronavirus, and he stopped himself. He said, and on the CV 19 he are they trying to get away from saying coronavirus now? Yeah, it's been a hit on the beer company, I'm thinking. I don't know. But anyhow, so are they going to cancel? Are they going to cancel? Long story short, no, they didn't cancel. I went out and I ran my half marathon. And the logistical mistake I made was I didn't look at the map. Not only was this the Marco Island half marathon and 5K, this was the Marco Island bridge run. 
I had to run over a bridge twice plus three other bridges. And by the way, for those of you who live on Marco Island, I thought islands were flat. Dude, I felt like I was running in Ohio. The only hills in Florida. Somebody made the joke on my Facebook page that those are Indian burial mounds. But seriously. It may I, not be a joke. Yeah, it may not be. Overall, my Garmin said my overall elevation gain was 315 feet. The bridge isn't that tall. When I run the Edison Bridge three times a week, both ways, over and back, my total elevation gain for that is 115 feet. And so that 315 feet includes the bridge both ways, the other two bridges, and all the damn hills was up and running. And so when I started the thing, like I always do, I want to be in the middle of the pack. I, I want to be 10th place in my, in my age group. That's a reasonable goal. Dude, I was trucking ass. I was... First and foremost, I found a guy who's like six foot seven. He's right in front of me. I said, "Hey, finally somebody I can draft." And so I drafted this fool forever. And I was literally running eight, eight minute miles. My mm-hmm. miles were running great. I was for the first ten and a half miles, I ran sub nine minute miles, nonstop, trucking. Got to mile eleven, and I got that my dick kicked in the dirt. You hit a wall, didn't you? I hit the wall hard because once again, it's my first marathon, only third time ever running this distance. Did something I never had to do before. I saw a port potty John, and I went and I ran. I, I took a piss, but it was like the world's quick, quickest piss. Mm-hmm. I urinated and was gone within like 30 seconds. I ended up wa- off and on walking out, probably off and on for total about a half a mile. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is my first one. I'm just going to PR. Long story short, I came in 12th place in my age group. If I wouldn't have walked, I would have probably got maybe 8th or 7th. But overall, I did. bad showing. Overall, um, the, and the other thing that sucked is their mile markers weren't accurate because my Garmin uses GPS and like I'd get the mile one and I have to run like another 0.10 before the first mile marker came up. So I actually, instead of running 13.1, I ran 13.20 at a nine overall average pace of 935 and, uh, two hours, six minutes and 23 seconds. And that was my first half marathon morgan long what's going on og5 well first of all congratulations on the on the good showing oh, thank that, you that's pretty awesome man um yeah the world's on fire you know and i i don't know our I, I, i'm a scout leader and basically scouts is shut down Oh, I feel bad for you because since you're a scout leader, I'm assuming that means you do a lot of things on the internet that revolve around searches for Boy Scouts and this and that. Uh, yeah, every now and again. Which means Facebook is hitting you over the head with uh, potential adver- uh, suing advertisements for the Boy Scouts and all that nonsense. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm so over lawsuits <sighs> for the Boy Scouts. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Look, I get it. Just like the Catholic Church, there were some irresponsible people out there who did some shit that need to be held responsible for it. And some people could argue that, you know, maybe people at management should have their uh, asses held to the fire. But I'm hearing these advertisements on, uh, and I know this isn't why you call it, and I apologize, but you just got me on a tangent. I'm hearing these radio, the Boy Scouts are doing this and that and that, and they're filing bankruptcy, but they still own $330 million in assets. Yeah, these assets are Boy Scout camps that these young men. Well, actually, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. Most of, the, most of the Boy Scout camps are leases from the Bureau of Land Management or the state of Florida or whatever state it happens to be in. Even better, which the, if the Boy Scouts the, weren't, weren't around, that property wouldn't be getting leased, and that 
that property wouldn't be utilized and it would go to waste, which is my whole point. Yeah. And I know that, I know the camp that we, uh, we lease locally here in Fort Myers, we pay a dollar a year to, uh, whatever state agency it is. So we have no assets. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's ridiculous. And the bankruptcy protection thing, I, there's a whole big thing about that, but I don't want to get into that. And, and, and well, and that's not, and I know you don't, but let me finish my thought. And my whole point is, is the event that I did up in Georgia last month was held at a boy scout camp. They let us rent it from them. We were able to have this great event spreading history World War II stuff, and if all that crap goes away, where 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 are people going to? Where one? Where are you going to take your kids camping at? Because yeah, it may be the Boy Scouts may lease that camp, but your party, your group can lease it. Whether you're a church group, whether a youth organization has no affiliation with that, you can lease it out. My point being is, is if, if all if all this crap continues, all that play, all those places are going to go away, gone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a cry and shame. Yeah. It really is over stuff that happened, you know, 50 years ago. It, it, it really is. a shame. And that's a good point too. These, these perverts and the people who were responsible for that, they probably either dead have died or sitting in hospice care somewhere waiting to die. But anyhow, what's going on with you? Well, first I wanted to say, uh, Gordon love Winco, man. I, uh, cool. I grew up in Portland, Oregon and, you know, when I was dirt poor, Winco was a place to shop because everything is so cheap. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. By any chance, are they affiliated or are they a subsidiary of Winn-Dixie? Nope. So no, just the I don't think so. Huh. I wonder what's so great and about And they're Wynn. an employee-owned company and they can keep it cheap. So, hey, Publix, you learn a lesson. Yeah, but to be, but be fair to Publix, they, they take care of their employees. They get great benefits and uh, all that stuff. So I ain't bagging up. Yes, Publix has some expensive prices, but they take care of their people. So I don't want to bag them. They provide a lot of great jobs for people down here. Well, I can hey, tell you quick, Winco Morgan. doesn't have a sub like Publix does. I'll tell you what, the subs the subs are good, but if I if I could get away with it, I would mosey down a Subway. I would get that uh, – their bread and then take it down to the Publix deli counter and use their meats because <laughs> Publix bread's just a little too hard for my liking. I still get it, but if I can go down to Subway, get the Italian urban cheese, just the bread, and then take it down to the Publix and say, hey, put make some Sausalito turkey, that'd be great. I would do that, but I don't think that either place would be too down for that cause. Actually, you know what bread I prefer is Firehouse. That shit's always soft. Firehouse is good. Yeah. They have the best meatball sub. Well, now that I've clawed my way to the middle, I shop at Publix because I like to have somebody bag my groceries for me. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. Gordon was telling me about Winco is kind of like a, a a step up from Audi. It's a bigger version of Audi. Or where, save a lot or, yeah. Yeah. You know, one of these joints, it saves money on um, not employing baggers or people to stock shelves. They just cut the top off the box and there you go. Do they have the 25 yeah, cent? Do they have the 25 cent human centipede uh, shopping carts there? No, they don't, but what they do have is a really cool bulk section from everything from nuts to candy that is real cheap. This episode of the Waterman D-Train Show is brought to you by our friends at Winco. I wish. <laughs> I wish we had some of that Winco. Hey, money. Winco, if you want to reach out, that'd be great. Um, hey, Morgan, thank you so much for the continued support, and if you guys want to be uh, getting cool stuff, did you get your OG5 sticker, Morgan? I did. Actually, uh, I'll send you some pictures. I uh, 
I'm getting ready to put the hard top back on my Jeep, and I put the big one on the side window. So when I get it on, I'll I'll send you a picture of it. I know a couple of you guys on the OG5, you were waiting in line for the black ones, and I just finished those today, so I'll be mailing those out. And if you guys want to get some free swag, one of the key benefits of joining Patreon, not only do you get access to exclusive podcasts, um, but whenever we try things out, like oh, I don't know, last year when we were doing the contest with uh, win the free sunglasses, the OG5 didn't have to bother. They just told me what they wanted. I'd send it to them. Um, with these stickers we're producing now, I'm sending them out. Well, I'm kind of beta testing them on you guys to see what materials work best. And we discovered that the um, transfer tape I was using on the Waterman D-Train show, stickers didn't work too well. So I found out I can't use the heavy transfer. i got to use the light transfer. And so I've been beta testing things out on you guys. And if you guys want to help support the show, go to d-410.com, d-410.com, or go to patreon.com and search for digital 410. On the d-410.com, there's a big, beautiful orange logo on the right-hand side. Or if you're on your smartphone or tablet, you got to scroll all the way to fuck to the bottom, and it'll be there. The cheapest tier of month's a dollar, and you get the same access to all the same stuff that everybody else gets, whether you know you get the free stickers, the free content, and all that. The only thing you don't get is the free T-shirt after two months. If you want the free T-shirt, sign up for the Long Arms Deep Pocket Plan. It's $7.50 a month. Or if you don't like us that much, but you like us better than a dollar, feel free to sign up for the $3.50 a month plan. It's the OG5 that help us get that at, and that computers help us get these headphones and all that ever since Amazon pulled our, our link. Our link's dead because Amazon, you know, they think we're up to shady shit because too many of you all people were using it. And every time I got up to about $100, they didn't want to cut me that check and they just pulled out my, uh, pulled the thing out from underneath us. But, um, yeah. So if you hey, want to support, hey, yeah. I want to go ahead and, and, and plug something on Patreon if I could. Sure. The the What's in Your Head podcast uh-huh. is absolutely amazing. Oh, it is it. worth the oh, dollar thanks. or the seven fifty or whatever whatever level you want to go for. I look so forward to that because it is good stuff. Well yeah, and, and uh, you know the thing about the What's in Your Head podcast is um we know that there's some exclusive ears and so we feel a little more free to open up about certain things that we don't want out in full public consumption. And we trust you guys not to go telling people that we're talking about them. And so we oftentimes talk about yeah, stuff on that saying. podcast that we, you won't hear here. And so, um, and I do try to get some exclusive video content up there as well. If Gordon would get off his ass and produce some videos, but uh, we're still working on that. But uh, did you have anything going on this weekend that got canceled? Well, I guess we all did. Hello, uh, fucking uh, St. Patrick's Day gone this year, right? Did anybody do any St. Patrick's stuff this year? No, I was going to go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade down in Naples for the first time this year, and it got canceled. I was kind of unhappy about that. Yeah, and that was part of the reason why I felt so um, strong about going to that half marathon. One, I wanted to run, but two, I just wanted to kind of F you to everything getting canceled. And that's why I posted on my uh, Fail to Fail podcast, here's 500 people who don't give a shit about the uh, coronavirus because we're all out there running. It was a little weird when you're running through the water stations and they're handing you the cups of water with rubber gloves on. But other than that, everything was good to go. Hey, Morgan, what's the condition of the stores there right now? Is there plenty of food and everything, or are you guys oh, running no. also? No, I, I went I went to Target with my wife last night, and the entire back quarter of the store where all the cleaning supplies are, paper towels, toilet paper, that kind of stuff, the, the shelves were bare. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it wasn't if it was because they didn't have time to restock because I was there kind of late in the evening. But there's no meat. There's no. I mean, I got what I needed. I I needed half and half for my coffee, but 
That's one thing that there was plenty of. It was half and half a creamer. Carrie went to the store before I got home, and we had corn dogs for dinner. But uh, yeah, as Morgan said, there was no very little meat to choose from, a uh, little very little bread, but a lot of the other stuff was still there. Uh, soda was still there. Two tips I want to give you guys. Um, I haven't been hoarding toilet paper, but um, I did <laughs> notice the last few. I actually did buy two rolls, uh, not two rolls, but two packs of small packs. Uh, once last week, once this week. You know where I get it at? The gas station. People don't ever realize that Seven Eleven gas station. They usually carry the small rolls of Charmin. Yeah, they're so much more expensive. But yeah, I, I have a friend who, who bought rubbing alcohol at, at Circle K's so she could make hand sanitizer. And to answer Gordon's question, it was like $4.50 for one, two, three, like, I don't know, four, six rolls. So, I mean, yeah, compare, it's expensive for that, but considering the large packs, usually $15. I mean, it's, I mean, you're not getting as much. And the other thing, um, you guys, unless you work, um, unless you're a woodworker or you work in the industry, a lot of people don't realize this. Your big box um, home improvement stores, they sell bulk cleaning products because after you get done flipping a house or painting, um, these construction crews, they usually have a cleaning crew that come through. And so you can mm-hmm. probably find, you know, I was at Lowe's twice today buying hardware for a job I was doing and the lines weren't cra- any more crazy than a normal Lowe's trip. And so, like, if you guys, I, I looked at Lowe's and Home Depot both the other day. They're cleaned and out. I, I, yeah, I couldn't wow. find anything. That they had sucks. bleach, but that was about it. Yeah, and you know, it's and I, the people I feel bad for, and one, the seniors, and two, these new parents, uh, the ones who have babies who need baby wipes for legitimate purposes, and then you got these people who are using them because I don't know, it's insane. It is. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for calling. You got anything else you want to say before I uh, kick you to the wind? No, sir. Love the show. Thank you very much. Hey, man, uh, stay healthy. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing about all this is um, you're starting to see the tide, no pun intended, tide change a little bit. Um, A lot more talk about going out and doing healthy activities and getting outside. Imagine that. Yeah, no kidding. Everybody's... (laughs) You know, I start posting social distancing. I right? start posting shit on my social media about getting healthy, and people start unliking my my pages. But now that the coronavirus is here, it's starting to get popular again. Anyhow, Morgan, thanks, man. Take it easy. Well, you know, one one more thing, I, I'm kind of a germaphobe, and you know, now even my company is mandated that germaphobe is the standard. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of you know everybody who's given me static for a long time about you know having my hand sanitizer and my disinfectant wipes at my workstation. You know, now they're like, oh hey, that's a great idea. I don't ever use it, but I will say the first time I used hand sanitizer probably in a year was on Sunday when I used the port up John at the half marathon. I I did use it then, but I can't remember the last time I used hand sanitizer. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I think I did see a funny post that says, "You know what's crazy? Take all you DIYers who make I your own not. cleaning supplies, uh, you're all into Clorox now." Well, I posted. Uh, somebody put a a meme that says, "If you grew up, um, what was? The, oh, if you grew if you grew up in the '70s and '80s, you grew up playing in mud, and you won't get your immune to the coronavirus." And I I commented, "Don't forget taking a bath in the Ohio River." Yes. <laughs> Gordon, myself, uh, my mom, and a lot of my cousins, uh, you know, at certain parts in our lives, we weren't super financially stable, and uh, sometimes we stayed in places that didn't have indoor plumbing. And so we would, in fact, bathe in the Ohio River. And I've often, or swim, 
Uh, we actually swam. Lots of swimming. Lots of leisure swimming in the Ohio River up until I think probably the the late 80s when my cousin cut his foot real bad. And we, it kind of stemmed it a little bit. We did wear shoes, but at a certain point we, we did. But anyhow, swimming in the Ohio River in the 70s up through the early 80s. Um, I always often gave that credit to um, the fact that we all really don't get sick when we do. It's long and hard, but I don't ever really get the you know the seasonal flu or cough or cold. Yeah, right there may have been the booster shot you needed. Yep, good old high river. Gordon, are you ready to do some news? Yeah, let's let's do some news. Oh boy, I bet it's gonna be all more Corona talk. Here we go. Joining us now from the Digital Four Ten West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how you doing tonight? Well, all things considering, have you ever tried to look up a news article today that wasn't coronavirus related? Actually, yes. Um, when I was going to do a little bit of show prep before we went on tonight, I went on YouTube and I simply typed, typed a news update. That's it. No corona, mm-hmm. nothing. News update. First 18 pages is all corona talk. Exactly. So I have two corona related stories and uh, the rest is well, maybe three. Uh, and and a, a couple that are not. We're going to go ahead and start off with the city of San Francisco. Okay. San Fran is shutting down for three weeks. 24-hour curfew for three weeks starts tonight. This could not come at a worse time for them. Now, I know you live a short stone's throw from California, but yeah, I live on San the Francisco's other side a- of the goddamn nation. And mm-hmm. prior to this, you know how many uh, San Diego and L.A., tourism commercials i see on tv because they're trying to combat the the spread of the human feces on you know they're trying to get i think people are stopped going because of the homeless and all the people shitting you know because there's nothing more advertising than when eating out an outdoor restaurant and watching homeless people take a dump and shoot up heroin on the street and so prior to all this probably two three times a night if i watch like the main main channels i would see come to california come to san francisco come to san diego come to la commercials and uh, this definitely ain't helping them no, it's not. So San Francisco is going the way of Italy with its coronavirus safety measures. The mayor is instituting a round-the-clock curfew banning almost any everyone from leaving their homes. So Mr. Uh, mayor, London Breed, announced that what she would call, I should say Mrs. Mayor, London Breed, should, uh, <clears throat> it's probably uh, a they, announce what is called a defining moment in U.S. response to the pandemic. Beginning at 12 a.m., all residents within the city can only leave the home for doctor's appointments or run to the grocery store. So that actually goes a little further than uh, Italy because I think Italy will let you go to work too. Um, This is the strictest new policy enacted in the nation and matches the current rules in Italy, which I still think this is maybe a little off, uh, which has been the second hardest hit country in the world. According to the mayor, the rule will remain in effect for at least the next three weeks. Which makes me wonder, with all the homeless people, how are they going to handle that? Well, here's um, a little thought, too. I was watching uh, the news tonight, and they were showing the corona map spread across the country. Mm-hmm. We all know here in the United States that even the corona doesn't want to go to West Virginia. But you know what country I noticed on that map doesn't have any corona? At least they're not reporting it. What's that? Russia. Interesting. But would you trust any news or non-news that come out of Russia? Just saying. Chinese trying to blame this on us, and there ain't a single red yeah. spot on that damn map around Russia. Let me, 
Let me dust off my tinfoil hat. I mean, the whole north, the whole northeastern side of the Ameri- the United, the America. Hey, I think Russia's in America. The whole northeastern side of the world map is completely black. Not a single red blop on that damn thing. That is, uh, that is, my interesting. Yeah. So, uh, the, so in addition, the city was going to shut down six Bay Area counties. And are telling residents to, and you know this phrase, shelter in place. Yep. That means unless your work falls under the list of essential business, you've been ordered to stay home. Oh, if this keeps going on, I'm going to have all sorts of time to do videos. Uh, well, you heard it first is- on the uh, on the D Train Facebook page. I announced it before the local media had it that um, Lee, uh, Lee, I was going to say Southwest Sydney Schools because I'm still in Columbus. Lee County School District has canceled school. Uh, this week we're already in the scheduled spring break, but they went ahead and canceled for next week. And mm-hmm. so, yep, we're already down here canceling school and everything else, just like most of the country. Exactly. So on this list of essential businesses, we have obviously healthcare operations, titty bars, grocery, grocery stores, titty shelters, bars. gas stations, banks, and media outlets. Oh, of course. Of course, the media outlets. Maybe that's who we need to get Why rid can't of. they just broadcast from home on their Facebook live stream since they rely so heavily on it? That's what we're doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> restaurants can remain open, but only for takeout and delivery, which I believe is what's going on in Ohio right now and also this great state of Illinois. I saw a great meme the other day, and it's probably the most truthful thing I've seen. If you live in a place, well, now everybody's telling you to stay the fuck home. But if you want to support local businesses and you can't go there right now, whether you're scared or because the city and state's telling you not to, if they have a website, go to their website and buy gift cards so they get that revenue now. And then you can spend the gift card later once we're all out of our homes so that these small businesses still have revenue coming through while they're forced to close down. You can just buy the gift cards through their websites. They get that money. still goes in their bank account. They can pay their bills. And maybe th- those that are actually trying to pay their employees, even though they can't let them work, it'll it'll definitely help support small businesses and local businesses. And then once and, you're allowed out of your house, you can go spend that gift card to you know and buy the food. And that's just it. If you run out of money, you actually have some gift cards to fall back on. There you go. So you know, think of that as uh, squirreling your nut away in in, in a manner where you ain't just gonna blast it on something you don't need. Sure. So uh, Dollar Gen- Dollar General stores are now dedicating the first hour of operation to senior customers. I think this is fantastic. You know, um, customer. I, I um about three years ago, Dad and I went around and we uh, Dollar General for the longest time. Their their internet worked on satellite, which is fine because they have a lot of places in rural rural towns, uh, okay. like where my mom lives in Warsaw, Kentucky. They, like Dollar General is like next to the Family Dollar. It's the only place to go. And but like here in Florida, every time it rained, they couldn't take debit cards and so we we went around to all of them around here all the way up to alba and lake okeechobee and we installed the dsl so that whenever the satellite i mean yeah the satellite cut out it would switch over to dsl and this was like back in i don't know 2012 at that time they had nine thousand stores around the country that's a lot of dollar generals nine thousand and that was like four or five years ago and i don't know the last time you've been to a dollar general general I don't know if you've been to a Dollar General recently. They got a lot more name brand stuff in there because mm-hmm. they have buying power now. When you yes, only have a couple do. hundred, show, you know, hundred uh, 
stores, you you get what you can afford. But now that you have over nine thousand, you can start forcing these uh, big players to meet your needs when it comes to prices. And that's why now you can go get your Miller Lights and all your name brand stuff. And one of the ways they do keep costs down is unless they have a truck come, there's usually only one to two employees on the clock at any time. Yeah, it sounds about right. But I, I want to. But yeah, they the, are doing. Yeah, the, they're doing great. So one of the reasons is obviously know the elderly customers are are one of the groups that's most vulnerable to this COVID nineteen, the COVID nineteen. That's the, the new name. Virus. Yes, the coronavirus, and in keeping with the, the company's Wuhan mission virus. of serving others, General uh, Dollar General wants to provide these at-risk customers with the ability to purchase the items they need and want at the beginning of each day to avoid the busier, more uh, crowded shopping periods, and uh, they will also be killing it at an hour early. So, in a equipment, so in additionally, the stores are planned to clo- close an hour earlier, and then the cl- closing time to allow employees to clean and restock the shelves as well as for their health and well-being. And um, well, let's be honest. I think that's most great. Dollar Generals haven't cleaned their stores in two years anyhow. <laughs> Good well, uh, it's, Smith's out here, which is owned by Kroger's is actually no longer 24 hours and they are on a hiring spree uh, just to get people to stock. So what's, what is good at least for now is there's plenty of stuff out there. It's just being able to get them to the store and on the shelves fast enough. I think I just saw an article that um, Amazon's going to hire 150,000 people to help keep up with their, um, their online sales. Well, I was just so, thinking when you're talking about Dollar General allowing them to come in, you know, early in the morning or, you know, before the rush, I was thinking it would be great if Uber would offer them like half price rides, but then I got to think, well, none of them know how to use an Uber app. So, <laughs> I mean, it's that, that wouldn't work out, but it'd be nice if a lot of them could use Uber apps or their grandkids could set them up if like a ride sharing program would help some of these cats get out to, you know, to the Dollar General to go shop because I'm... I have really, that's something I have just thought of. Um, I'm assuming in these large cities that they're shutting down mass transit. Are the buses getting shut down? I'm sure. I actually haven't looked that deep into it. And I need to. Haven't heard anything about it. Have not. I guess it just goes to show. I mean, if you're going to shut down the whole city, you got to shut down mass transit. But let's be honest, a lot of these seniors who eyesight's no longer good or their fixed income doesn't allow them to own an automobile, a lot of them rely heavily on city buses. Mm-hmm. And that so, is absolutely true, and so they may have to learn how to use Uber, which is going to cost them a ton more money. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So, It'd be um, cool if, like, Uber or Lyft or somebody, you know, was giving them like, you know, steeply discounted rates to uh, help them out. Exactly. Uh, one more coronavirus-related news. Uh, have we've seen all these bullshit um, things on social media and the interweb that talk about, hey, this is a cure for this, this is a cure for that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, evidently, there's at least 44 people dead in Iran for drinking a toxic alcohol that was allegedly to be a cure for the coronavirus. So, yeah, I, Iran... <laughs> I could say a bunch of offensive things, but, you know, it's not funny when uneducated people are desperate for certain things and they find an early demise. It's different if you're stupid and you're eating Tide Pods because you're trying to get YouTube views. But if you're you're scared, desperate, and broke and you're trying anything to cure yourself and you die from it, that's just sad. 
Yeah, and it is. So Iranian media reports that at least 44 people have died from alcohol poisoning and hundreds have been hospitalized after consuming bootleg alcohol in an effort to treat coronavirus. Yeah, it's like the uh, 1920s all over again. Yeah. The Middle Eastern country, which has been especially hard hit by the coronavirus with, at the time of this article, 8,042 confirmed cases and at least 291 deaths. As of Tuesday, had struggled to prevent the spread of the virus. The majority of the deaths are attributed to coronavirus in the Middle East are actually in Iran. A false rumor had circulated throughout the country that drinking alcohol can cure or prevent the coronavirus, which takes me back to the Tito's vodka thing. And they're saying, no, 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 that ain't going to work. Or using that as a rubbing alcohol because actually Tito's isn't strong enough. Uh, drinking alcohol is prohibited in the country of Iran. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, aren't they Muslims and aren't they got a low tolerance to alcohol? Any, one, you shouldn't be drinking some... rubbing alcohol, but alcohol in general, like the, the legitimate drinkable stuff, they have a low tolerance for anyhow because it's against the religion, right? Yeah, it's against, actually it's prohibited in the country. So basically, they're drinking a bootleg version of Pruno, probably. Yeah, because they can't uh, get they can't get any whiskey or vodka or anything like that because they're not allowed to have it. So what's interesting is some citizens, and this is according to the Iran uh, Health Ministry, drank alcohol that substituted toxic methanol for ethanol. Ugh. And used bleach to mask the color. I'm so bored. I'm drinking, drinking bleach. Drinking bleach. I'm, I'm so, so bored. bored. I'm drinking bleach. Don't you want to run with the bleach boys, baby? Anyhow, dead milkman. <laughs> there you go. In one part of the country, more people have died from alcohol poisoning than from the coronavirus. <laughs> and in go. that area, according to the state news agency, IRNA. Yes, it is spelled Iran, just a little different. Uh, more than 30 people have died from the poisoning, and 18 have died from the virus. So that is uh, that is that for the that front. Now, I do have something. This comes out of Tallahassee, Florida, and we're going to shift gears. The end of the telegraph era begins with one question. What would that question be, Don? Hello? Is there anybody out there? Just now if you can hear me. Is there anybody home? Close, but no no cigar. The question is, is what's, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Uh, close. What's a telegraph is the actual question. Oh. Shave and haircut, so, two bits. From the AP out of Tallahassee, Florida, the telegraph era in Florida is ending without a flash. So that makes me think they still were using telegraphs in Florida up to recently. I can't imagine. Maybe you know who? Probably the emergency um, department. Maybe they had it set aside in case phone lines went down, and it's been hooked up. And and like the one guy who knew about it just retired, and someone found it. Oh well, this you know this before we had internet, and this was a a fail-safe for when the phone lines went down during hurricanes. But then again, telegraphs ran off poles too, so I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass. Well, according to uh, <clears throat> Florida Senate sent Republican Governor Ron DeSantis a bill Thursday that removes the entire chapter of state law regulating the telegraph industry, including the $50 penalties for not promptly delivering messages. Okay, so they're not saying people are actually using it. It was just still on the books. Still on the books. And in the in the days before the hashtags, the text, the FaceTime chats, the you name it, Skype, 
telegraphs were a big deal. Western Union completed the first transcontinental telegraph line in the year 1861, which dealt a death blow to the struggling Pony Express, Mm -hmm. which began operations the year before. So you got this business, you're setting it up, you think you're rolling, you've got it, and then within a year you're just destroyed. Yeah, kind of like the guy who's just selling uh, advertisements on Yelp. Yep. So we may need to get a hold of um, Import-Export Steve about okay. telegraphs. Well, I think he's self-quarantined in his trailer right now. Yeah, it's, he's, he's uh, sheltering in place. Yep. So Florida laws requiring the telegraphs haven't been any substantial changes since 1913. No, of course not. <laughs> there haven't been any court opinions involving the statute since 1945, according to the legislative staff. Why go through so, the problem? Why go through the trouble of getting rid uh, Only thing I can think of the you'd go through the effort to get that off of the books is maybe the guy who has to type up the new books every year got tired of writing in that paragraph. I mean, why bother? Why waste court time on that? Exactly. You're absolutely right. And uh, basically a lot of people in the, it, it, this article says a lot of people's like, what, what is even a telegraph? You know, it, the people in government. So uh, needless to say, it's getting stripped from the books and we're moving on to uh, facial recognition. And this will be the last story of the evening. Well, good news is 30 years from now, look at the old ham radio laws off the books. Well, to be fair. Those are actually still being used quite frequently. Yeah, I know. There's a couple of cats around uh, Cape Coral. You'll see the big-ass ham radio towers, which I'm sure their neighbors love, hanging off the side of their houses. And the big, long whip antennas on their vehicles. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are some artists out there fighting facial recognition technology. Okay, how? And this this is coming uh, from London. As night falls on London... Uh, they basically, these two artists start applying makeup to their face. And instead of lipstick and eyeliner, they're converting their faces. They're covering with geometric shapes. So Roland has, uh, this guy had some blue triangles with thin white triangles crisscrossing her face. Another person had red and orange triangular shapes all over hers. And they were uh, two of the four founders of this thing called the Dazzle Club, a group of artists set up last year to provoke discussion about the growing use of facial recognition technology. The group holds monthly silent walks through different parts of London to raise awareness about this technology. I told you it was hard finding stories on a... You guys are fucking stupid. (laughs) Okay, the reason you don't want facial recognition is so that people don't know where you're at at all times. When you're walking around town with blue triangles on your face, people know where the fuck you are without using the cameras. That's just dumb. See that guy with the hoodie and the triangles painted on his face? I think he's up there good. (laughs) I'm going to be real offensive to people right now. You know, that's just as dumb as those of you who still, in 2020, are flossing the tattooed employed t-shirts and tattooed employed bumper stickers. Okay. Everybody and their grandmother has tattoos. You're not special. So why don't you go and slap a car a sticker on your car that says has two legs and walk because it's you and 30 million other people. I get it. Back in 1999, 2004, when fewer people had tattoos and it was preventing you from getting jobs. But now that I can walk in any goddamn store and see people with neck and face tattoos serving up the coffee and the food, you and your little shirts that say tattooed employed, that doesn't mean nothing. So get rid of it. Have well, legs so to, can walk. To put a little bow on this story, one of the reasons they're doing it is uh, because of uh, authoritarian governments such as China, China, who are finding people's faces, you know, who are protesting, to, to do a way to get rid of it, right? Oh. And same thing in Russia. 
Yeah. So it's basically kind of activist driven, and I, I understand. Oh, that. I get I mean, it too. I mean, I was just being facetious, but no, especially when it comes to like these communist countries. I mean, there's going back to China blaming the whole Wuhan virus on us. There are stories I heard on the news the other night. There's like three or four prominent Chinese journalists, that's the oxymoron, who basically have gone bye bye for trying to report the truth on what's going on with the virus. They have not been seen. Gotta love communism. Big brother got them. Yep. And at that, I am going to wrap up the news and this week. Sounds good. Uh, thank you so much, Gordon. And, you know, we are going a little long tonight because, uh, well, we were just talking about all kinds of silly, crazy crap. And so that's going to wrap it up for this evening as well. Gordon, where can people find you? I can be found at Aegis1974 on Instagram, Gordon at D410 on Facebook. And, uh, you guys be safe out there. Um, I know things are a little nerve-wracking for people right now. Just uh, keep your family family safe. Uh, I, my worry out here is when people who have been laid off start going broke and have no food. Uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully the stores get stocked up by then. But uh, you guys take care of yourselves. And for those of you who are new to the podcast or who are under mandated self-quarantine and all that good stuff, while you head over to d-410.com to uh, sign up for Patreon and help us out that way, go ahead and check out the Fail to Fail podcast and the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, as well as if you go to the D-I mean the Waterman and D-Train show page, there are archives and you can go back and listen to old episodes. I know some of you are out there. For some reason, there have been a lot of interest in episode one lately. I've been looking at the, the ratings and a lot of you all been listening to the very first episode of this podcast. But all that stuff is up there on d-410.com. Save you a lot of time to kill. Um, go check out those podcasts. We appreciate it so much. And also go over to YouTube.com and look for the Digital 410. We have over 133 videos up there. At least two of them should make you laugh out of those 133. But thank you guys so much. And remember, get out of your comfort zone or you'll never get out of bed, which sadly with what's going on right now, you probably don't want to get out of bed. So anyhow, if you don't get out of your comfort zone, you'll never get out of bed. Go out and do what you can do whenever you're allowed to do it to make your community a better place. Take care of your family because one day you may wake up dead. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Love y'all. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>